0: Children, we are forever asking the question, why? Yet, at some point, as we move into adulthood, the question gets easily answered with something similar to just because. Why did we stop asking why? Welcome to the Mickey Ellison Show, a program where we not only strive to answer those why questions, but we'll find out how to ask more and not settle for just because. Now, here's Mickey Ellison.
1: And welcome to the Mickey Ellison Show, where we are gonna we will never stop asking the question why. And with one agenda in mind, and that agenda is the truth. Today we're gonna actually delve into why healthcare is so expensive. And I am so excited about the guest that I have on on today, Dr. Keith Smith from the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. And I wasn't nervous. I typically Dr. Smith, if you're there, I normally don't get nervous, but I got nervous as soon as I started looking, you know. I heard of you from the Mike Slater Show on Sirius XM. and I didn't know that you were renowned with the John Stossel Show, the CNBC, the Huffington Post, um, I don't know what Capital Account is, uh, the Ron Paul Channel, I know what that is. But folks, the guests we have today will will probably educate you in ways that you never dreamt about the healthcare system. And without further ado, I want to introduce Dr. Keith Smith. Uh, Dr. Smith, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Mickey. Thanks for having me. I'm the one that's supposed to be nervous on the radio, not you. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, I, I'm a, I've am i done a, a little bit of radio. In fact, I have to actually catch myself. I did a financial planning show in Wichita for about 10 years with someone else, and it wasn't live, so we could screw up and, and, and come back and fix it later. But I, I, it was so long, it was called The Money Planning Show, and I, I had to catch myself. I can't even remember my name sometimes when I'm introducing the Mickey Ellison show. I might actually say the money planning show. If you ever hear me do that, listeners, that's what happened. But Dr. <laughs> Dr. Keith Smith is uh, with us and, and I don't even know where to begin. I, I have often had mm. questions about, about healthcare. Unfortunately, I've been healthy and not had to spend a lot of time dealing with insurance companies and, and the like. But I have, I have many times seen when we would get our insurance statement that there was always this, this price that was was what the hospital was charging or what the doctor was charging. And then there was the price the insurance company was paying and I will look at that and go, Thank God I didn't have to pay that other price. Look what the insurance company did. So you start off where you want to start, Doctor Smith, and, and uh, I will just uh, sit and listen. I told Doctor Smith right before we went on, this is the Doctor Smith show today because he has so much information that I don't want to get in the way of it, and I've already gotten in the way of in the way of about three minutes of it. So, Doctor Smith, where you want to start?
2: Well, I'll, I'll start with a little background about our facility. Um, we opened uh, the Surgery Center of Oklahoma in 1997, uh, 17 years ago this May, and and we decided that we would open that facility because we had grown weary of seeing the way patients were treated medically and financially at the hospitals where, where we were working. I'm an anesthesiologist and my, my cohort and partner Stephen Lantier was also an anesthesiologist and we just thought, you know, we can complain about this the rest of our lives or we can do something about it. And I'm not a complainer and I enjoy what I do. So, We, uh, we seized the opportunity to take control of a, of a burnout, almost dead surgery center and took that over and turned it around. And we started, we started with the, with the idea that we could provide the highest quality care at reasonable prices. And we, we decided we would never take a dime of money from the government because we knew there were so many strings attached to that and we frankly didn't feel good about accepting money from uh, the government because the government doesn't have any money it doesn't first take from other taxpayers so that we just weren't going to do that and we also decided that we would be honest in our pricing that if we said this surgery costs $4000 or this surgery costs $1500 that that's what we meant and that there weren't there wouldn't be all these number games that you know, we well, did Talk yeah, we, about
1: those those number of games. I'm sure you were getting to it, and I just interrupted, but uh, it, just keep talking. I'll, I'll stay out of the way.
2: Well, that we had seen some bills from the hospitals that, that patients had received, and at, at that time in the mid to late 90s, the hospital bill and the way they billed things was actually part of the medical record that the physicians could see, and I, that's just not the case anymore. It, it seems patients have to jump through hoops to get an itemized bill to see you know what they were charged for this and that so we opened the surgery center and almost immediately the uninsured in the in the area started calling us and they would say well i've got a hernia how much does how much is that going to cost and you know i didn't know how things worked i just picked up the phone and called the surgeon and said well how much do you want and he told me how much he wanted to repair the hernia and I, you know, went back to my supplies and materials people and said, well, let's look at all the uh, the stuff, the supplies that we use to fix a hernia and add that up and see what that costs and add in a margin marginal profit. I'm an anesthesiologist. I basically bill for my time, and I knew how long the surgeon was going to take to do this surgery, and I just added that up and called the patient back and gave him a prize. And I had no idea in 1997... How radical that was for me to actually be doing that, but we did yeah, that it. That sounds like
1: common sense, right? Well,
2: yeah, it is, and we did it every single day, and we got busier and busier. We outgrew our facility and and built a new facility. and The, the hospitals had tried to attack us politically um, at the state house here in Oklahoma, and really had not had much luck. But they finally were able, with their insurance pals, to start to squeeze and steer patients away from us by manipulating uh, deductibles on insurance plans and copays. So, bottom line, if a even a hospital and insurance company were really tight and good friends, they would make sure that those of us that were not in their network were basically unreachable by patients because the out-of-pocket. Exposure was so high that financially it didn't make sense for many patients to even consider us. So we began to see our case numbers dwindle. Now keep in mind, we, we take care of the, all the Division One athletes in this state except for University of Tulsa. And, the, and I mean, why is that? Why is well, that? Well, it's because of our quality. I mean, the best surgeons are here. The quality is great. Our infections are just non-existent. So we knew we were quality-wise as good or better than anybody and we knew our pricing was as good or better than anybody. And so it just didn't make sense in a market economy for the the you know the facility who's better and cheaper to be struggling to find to find enough business. So well, one of the things
1: I I tweeted out and I actually put on my Facebook page was uh that most Americans actually almost unless they've come to visit you I don't know if any American has actually seen a free market in in healthcare frankly I don't I'm not really sure where they've seen a free market in much of anything but well uh, the, the free
2: know. market exists in plastic surgery and LASIK surgery those are two great examples in medicine and and just as you would expect you know the quality is very high and the prices are actually falling so like every other industry in this country where you have true market competition and where prices are visible, then you have people across the street from each other that are competing and trying to provide a greater value. And that's the problem in healthcare in the United States is that we don't have a free market by and large. It's a syndicate. it's It's like a Mexican drug cartel with price fixing and all the behind the veil deals that are being made. And so patients don't patients don't know what things cost and if they have insurance many times they don't even care. So Well, I was going to get I was going to yeah. get to
1: that point and I was talking about health insurance and I've always had health insurance. I'm not we're not telling you not to go to keep your health insurance after with this show. But what I would often look at was, you know, what is the price to uh, derive from if I'm looking at at my Bill, when most people, we get our, you know, you get your statement from the, from the insurance company and you never actually know what it actually costs to have the procedure done. So, what is my incentive if I have insurance to cover those costs to even care what those prices
3: are?
2: Well, you have very little unless, uh, you have one of these new, uh, Obamacare policies with a very high deductible. And so, and that's what we're finding is that many patients who have who have insurance now, their rates have gone up so high thanks to the Unaffordable Care Act that Mm -hmm. they've increased their deductible exposure and are paying for most of their health care out of their own pocket. And people who pay for things out of their own pocket ask the same question every time. They want to know how much is it, and they want to know up front.
3: Is is that
1: something that that was uh, – was not, a result, was not expected by putting those high deductibles on there that people might actually start to ask questions they had never asked before. That's right. And then you start looking. It looks like a pretty good deal to me for an insurance company that they're going to get to, to rake in a, quite a bit more in premium, yet not actually have to pay for the procedures to be done.
2: That was the whole point of, of jacking the deductibles up. Yes, it minimizes their exposure, and so you know, their take at the end of the game is higher. But we're seeing patients here all the time that are, that have an insurance card and they're asking us, you know, don't treat me like I have insurance, treat me like I'm a cash payer because I want access to your website pricing. Wow. Getting, and, and getting folks back, were... I mean, getting back to our story, we, we got to a place five years ago where I just decided I was going to put our prices online and I was going to show everyone what it should cost, according to my calculations, to do these surgeries.
1: Yeah, and we're we're coming up on a break, but before we do that, I want to remind the listeners that we have Dr. Keith Smith from the Surgery Center of Oklahoma on. If you want to look up those prices, just go go to surgerycenterok.com and you can see it. You it is it's right there in front of you. I also want to talk when we get back a little bit about my trip down there and how you were. Um, So kind to let me come down and tell you what my thoughts were since we haven't talked about it. We'll be back in a minute.
3: future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.
0: Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined Still, half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchOfDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. tuned to the mickey ellison show to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or you can drop mickey an email to mickey at money-planning.com now back to the show
1: And welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. We are glad to to have you with us today. And I've I, I, I've talked so much with people about this show, and hopefully I'm not going to to interfere much with the the message that Dr. Keith Smith has on as far as uh, free market healthcare, something that we as Americans have never seen in our lives. Before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about the the website and how you can actually go to the site and see what the price of uh, of a procedure cost. Now, Dr. Smith, I want to get to that just a little bit because I can look at those prices and I really don't have anything to relate that to. So what? how, how do I compare that to, um, I guess if I'd had some type of procedure done, I might be able to compare it to what I'm seeing on my statement from the insurance company. But uh, let's talk about your website and, and, and your the results of, of the prices actually being there.
2: Yeah, the, in the, you're exactly right. The question any economist will tell you they are trying to always answer is compared to what? Mm-hmm. And I ask every patient that comes here, you know, what was your next best price? And I ask uh, self-funded plan benefit administrators, you know, look, look at my prices and look back. You know, what did you pay for a gallbladder removal and compare it to what we have online? It's really stark. I mean, typically our prices are an eighth to a tenth. Of what the so-called not-for-profit hospitals charge for the same thing. So uh, you brought that up right now, so I thought I'd address it. When when getting getting back to our where we were when we left off, when we put our prices online, we did this for for some. Re- I mean, for several reasons. One is I'd said before, our cases had our case numbers had dwindled, and we wanted to make ourselves more known. To people that had high deductibles people that were uninsured so that they knew they could you know we wanted them to be able to find an alternative and affordable surgery uh, surgery situation so the other reason we did this was we knew something was wrong we knew the market was not at work we knew that that the corporate health care was interfering in the market to their advantage so we hoped to expose the so-called, you know, not-for-profit and corporate hospitals for the gougers and overchargers that they were because we're all told about the, you know, out of control spiraling cost of healthcare. That's not really true. It's an, it's an out of control spiraling charge. But what okay. it actually costs to get healthcare is not that much, but what we're being charged for it is another matter altogether. So we put these prices online to expose those who claimed that they were providing so much community benefit and being so charitable, and also to attract to attract patients. And, and what we yeah. go ahead.
1: Uh, well, I, I'm guessing when you're, when you're talking about the self-funded insurance plans that are out there, those are really guys you have to be uh, attracting because it is in their benefit to know what the uh, what they're paying.
2: Yeah, they are highly motivated, and for the listeners who don't understand, self-funded companies have decided not to buy insurance from traditional insurance carriers anymore. They've decided to pay those premiums to themselves and self-insure and just hold that money back and pay for their employees' health expenses out of operational revenue. All of this backed up with a very high-deductible, gigantic insurance policy to to take care of unforeseen catastrophic claims. And that's, that's, when I say self-funding, that's the arrangement I'm, I'm referring to. But yes, those benefit administrators that work for those companies and those companies watching their bottom line, they're highly motivated to seek out high quality, reasonably priced care. And so, you know, we got patients flying into Oklahoma City from all over the United States. And their employers are happy to foot the bill for their travel and lodging because even after you add that in, they're still saving tens of thousands of dollars many times on just a single surgery. Well, We're I was
1: t- blown away last week when I was down there visiting with you, and you talked about having the first uh, first patient possibly from from Alaska coming down. And, I, and, and it just blew my mind that a person could actually fly themselves on their own dime to Oklahoma City um, have the surgery done, fly themselves back cheaper than they could uh, do it there. That doesn't and, even make
2: sense. And actually, Alaska, I'll correct you, Alaska is one of our biggest referrers. The, the, when I've talked to people before, I said we've treated patients from all 50 states except Hawaii. But okay, maybe first, it was Hawaii. Yeah, our first Hawaiian is coming next week. So, all right,
1: I just got them backwards there.
2: And the other thing the listeners might be interested in too is the first patients that arrived after we put our prices online were Canadians. So, you know, they have this wonderful healthcare system north of the border and it's truly failed. It's truly failed these people because they, they were in long lines. You know, women were in a three year line to even see a gynecologist and oh be gosh. considered for a hysterectomy because they, you know, they have price controls and it's just a typical government a program where there's a disconnect between between the price and the and the supply, and so you always wind up with shortages when you have price controls, and and the shortages in Canada in healthcare take the form of long lines. So we had all these people, you know, fly down to Oklahoma City to have their surgery, and I just. I was, it just left me scratching my head when I would hear someone well, talk about how wonderful it was in Canada. I was like, Well, that's not what these people say. Uh,
1: isn't that the one of the plans that we're trying we're trying to copy? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, make- and actually I, I do how did how did we get here? How did we get to the point where where for one, none of us actually know what we're paying? Why how do we get to where Insurance is tied to our jobs. Now I get stuck in a job because I'm going to lose my insurance, and I can't afford to lose my insurance. How did we get here?
2: Well, government got us here with a whole string of interventions, beginning with Franklin Roosevelt and just moving right on up through uh, LBJ and Nixon, the creation of Medicare, the a bill called the Hill-Burton Act that, that basically created all of these community government hospitals that – that crowded out the more entrepreneurial and physician owned facilities. So it's it's been one government intervention after another always in the interest of lining the pockets of their crony pals who who benefited from all of this legislation. And and so really what we have is a corporate syndicate with this this what does that Part- mean? Explain, well, it's explain a, that, what that it's, a, it's a partnership between corporate health care in America and the federal government, which delivers to them gifts like Medicare Part D or Obamacare. I mean, the whole purpose of Obamacare is to allow corporate health care to plug directly into the taxpayer trough without having to – Face eye to eye, a willing consumer who, if unsatisfied, goes to a competitor. So the whole purpose of Obamacare was to line the pockets of all the corporate players who sat in the room and wrote these policies. There's there's this huge consolidation of the insurance industry, and and an outsider might think, well, you know, all these insurance companies are going out of business, and boy, they've got it coming. But no, what really? the deal is is these regulations have been written in a way that only the most giant insurance companies can comply with them forcing the smaller players out of the market well sure so, i think
1: you see that in a lot lot of industries because
0: yeah.
1: we we had the bailouts back in, in 2008 and it was supposed to rein in the too big to fail banks well who got bigger who we're seeing the the, the locally owned banks that that are starting to disappear because frankly they can't comply with with what they're being required to comply with, and it makes them look like they're bad. But in fact, it's just onerous bureaucracy that's sitting on top of them that's just smothering them.
2: Yeah, and and that, and and that is the that is the gift that the government gives to the bigger players. Now the the big insurance companies will you know stand in front of a microphone and complain bitterly about all of the new regulations. But when the camera's off behind the veil. They are they are popping champagne corks because they're seeing all of the smaller, more nimble competitors uh, that cannot comply with these regulations go out of business. Well, I would think
1: that 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 would be Go ahead, go ahead. You finish.
2: My friend Jim Epstein at Reason magazine. His my favorite saying of his is that is that industry consolidation is the smoking gun of government corruption and bribery. And that is so true and it's particularly true, I think, in healthcare.
1: And it is, it's, it's a scary deal that, that I think what the politicians and those that are in charge have really been able to do is figure out how to pit you against me so that they can wind up getting what it is that they're ultimately trying to do. Because, you know, I've got, I've got friends of mine that do fall on the left side. I obviously fall on the right side of, of politics, but really, I'm a guy that's a libertarian type of thinker that, that goes, you know, personally, I live conservatively, but as far as what you do in your own home, as long as you're not harming anyone or, or doing, I really don't care what you do. But, you know, it, it, it kind of reminds me what you were talking about earlier and, and the popping the champagne when, when you talk about minimum wage. And good gosh, if I go out there and say the minimum wage is hurting the, the small, the small earner, they will go, man, you hate people that are poor. No, I actually love you because what's happening is let, – let's say that Walmart – I'm not, I'm not knocking Walmart. Walmart's an easy target, but Walmart says, well, we don't really want the minimum wage to go up. But in fact, they might be popping the champagne bottles over at the cycle, and you know, you raise the minimum wage um, laws up, up all over the nation, and suddenly the new five-and-dime store that we were in the very beginning can't compete with us.
2: Yeah, and, and the minimum wage laws, of course, are – Know, my understanding is more of a gift to the unions because you basically price the high priced labor you price their competitors out of the market. so exactly it's very, right. It's all very cynical, very cynical stuff. Um, in healthcare the the real scams at the corporate level are are two scams. One is is what I call the uncompensated care scam. Okay. This is where, the and,
1: hospital. And let's, let's say what the two of them are, so we'll hit on those two when we get back from the break that we're okay. getting ready to have to go to. Well, what one, is the
2: other? one on what? the hospital side is the uncompensated care scam. On the big insurance carrier side, it's what I call the repricing scam. And when when I explain those, you'll see how they have worked together with the help of the federal government to bring us where we are.
1: All right, when we get back from this break, we will discuss those two topics in, in as much detail as we can in about 10 or 12 minutes. Um we'll be back in a minute.
4: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah.
7: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
6: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, Blackberry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market.
0: tuned to the Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at money-planning.com. Now back to the show.
1: And welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. I am so excited today. If you're just tuning in, I have Dr. Uh, Dr. Keith Smith with me from the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. Uh, Surgery Center of Oklahoma is free market healthcare, which as Americans, probably none of us have ever seen it unless we've actually gone to the surgerycenterok.com website or, or visited the center. I was actually down there last week. Dr. Smith was kind enough to let me come in and, and waste an hour of his time. And, but actually, Dr. Smith, what I, what I was really impressed with, it, and this is something with, 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 um, healthcare centers a lot of times, you walk in, it's so depressing. And you walk back in and it's just, it, I, it was just a feeling of when I met some of those folks when we went over, I think it was, it was, it was either in, I think it was the recovery room. Yeah. How friendly those people were. They actually acted like they were happy to be there. <laughs>
2: they are every one of them.
1: But before we went to the break, Dr. Smith was going to talk about, I think you called the two areas uncompensated care and repricing. So I'm going to let you take over here and talk to, to our listeners about what that is.
2: These are, these are two scams in corporate healthcare that are, that are responsible primarily for bringing us the price and dysfunction that we have in this industry. And both of which became clear to me only because we'd put our prices online because after we put so our you prices. didn't know
1: this, you didn't no. know this as you were putting these online.
2: No, and we knew something was wrong, but it did not become clear until we put these prices online because, as I'd said earlier, we knew we were cheaper and we were certain that quality wise we were as good or better than anybody in this whole region in any way you want to measure that. But the big insurance carriers wanted nothing to do with us and that didn't compute. We thought no, well, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You'd think the less they would pay out in claims, the higher the profits would be. and it didn't compute. So I kind of shoved that question aside because it just it was unanswerable. I just couldn't figure it out. But then I realized one day, many years back, um, a representative of the big hospitals in an, in a moment of anger, in an unguarded way, asked me, what percentage of my revenue at the surgery center was uncompensated care? And that, now, what question, the heck is that? Well, that question haunted me and I thought, wait a minute. He just asked me what percentage of my revenue I'm, is uncompensated. To me, uncompensated meant I didn't collect. I wasn't paid. Right. But it turned, but it got me thinking and I did some digging. And this is the answer to why hospitals charge $100 for an aspirin. Okay. Because they charge $100, the insurance carrier pays them $5. Even though the hospital paid one penny for the aspirin, they will claim they lost $95 in that transaction. Okay. And that loss does two things. Number one, it helps that hospital maintain the fiction of their not-for-profit status. So they can okay. make gigantic amounts of money, but uh, but, saddle but on it, paper saddle they make it, nothing. Yes, they saddle it with these false losses to look like they're not you know, like they're going broke, and that that helps them poor mouth that everybody, you know, they're not making any money. The other thing it does is that at the end of the end of a time period, the hospital takes this amount of care of, of care that they claim was uncompensated. And it goes into a formula and gets sent to Washington, D.C., and the hospital's payments from Medicare are padded to the extent that that hospital claimed that oh my they, gosh, so that they provided on. uncompensated care.
1: So you're saying when they're complaining about the price that they're, what they're getting paid from by Medicare, that they're really getting paid more than they should have been getting paid in the, in the first place, but they can badmouth it and say, oh my gosh, Medicare is only going to pay me $35 for the aspirin when it really only cost a penny and you could have sold it to them for five.
2: Yes. And then, and then they get some of that back from the taxpayers to the extent that they claimed that they weren't paid. So, it's important to realize that when hospitals complain about all the uninsured coming to their emergency rooms and they're not getting paid for these people, they are getting paid. Because even if they claim, to the extent that they claim they're not paid, they're paid even more through this it's called the dish or dish payment, disproportionate share hospital payment. So they get these uncompensated care payments from the taxpayers and that that is something that most people are not aware of
1: i had no idea and i listened to you on slater's show and and it it, every time i hear this talked about it it actually just it it angers me it it angers me because because you know i i I, if i digress in here when i went to the website yesterday i i clicked over on your blog which i found to be just as interesting as what we're talking about here but it, it just talks about how how we're we we are we are we live in the Twilight Zone. we live in a place where people are looking at it and they say inflation is good for us. They'll sit there and say, "Well, <laughs> you know you know, why 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 should a a farmer in Western Oklahoma or Western Kansas ever be interested in buying a mutual fund? Well, if they don't, they can't keep up with inflation, and it's just this big web that just drives me nuts when I start to think about it and I'm right in the middle of the industry if I look at someone and, and say uh you, you know you." Maybe you shouldn't put all your money into a retirement account because what if you need it? I'm looked at like I have three heads, and you know why? Because the retirement account is what pays me. Telling you to go out there and get some education or maybe buy some land or do something of that nature doesn't get us paid. But uh, I digress. Let's get back to the subject. We were talking about the uncompensated care. Um, Did you have any more you wanted to add to that or um – I guess we're actually coming up on a break. I got so caught up in what I was talking about. Folks, we have one more segment and I'm gonna let Dr. Smith talk almost the entire segment because um um no, actually I get that wrong. See what happens when I when you have a rookie doing a show over here, Doctor Smith. Actually four (laughs) minutes. So let's get right back to the uh the uncompensated care. Keep expanding on that or, or get to the or we can get to the repricing that you also had mentioned before we went to the break as well.
2: Well, the only other thing to add on the uncompensated care is that is the answer to why when hospitals claim that their uh, indigents that come into their emergency rooms are making them go broke, that explains why there's a crane in front of almost every one of those emergency rooms building on. So, yeah, so it, if you're it, going
1: broke, how do you, how yeah, are you
2: building on? You don't, on? you don't build on to your loss leader if you're, if you really truly believe that's what it is. So, this uncompensated care scam answers a lot of things that otherwise don't make sense.
1: I didn't even know it existed.
2: Well, and on the other side is the repricing scam. And this is what the, this was the answer to the question that haunted me. Why wouldn't the insurers then the big carriers want to use a better priced, higher quality alternative. And this this is the repricing scam. This one's a little more difficult to follow. But it goes like this. Uh, an insurance company renders a hundred thousand dollar bill to an employer group who has insurance. And the the big carrier takes that hundred thousand dollar bill and beats them down to twenty thousand. So the hospital accepts the twenty thousand instead of the hundred thousand dollars they charged. Now keep in okay. mind what we just went over. You know, the hospital needs that eighty thousand dollars in red ink for you know to maintain the fiction of their not-for-profit status, and they're going to get part of that anyway through the uncompensated care rebate. But the insurance company then goes to the employer group and says. You know, we we beat this hospital up. You know, we had this $100,000 bill. We beat them down to $20,000. And, you know, per the terms of our contract now, you, know, you pay us our commission based on that savings we generated for you. So they're basically selling discounts. Well, if you think through that logically, the insurance company wants to seek out the most gigantic bills they can find, because, sure, Because that increases their take on this repricing opportunity.
1: So hold on, their, their commission is based off of that little re, that big repricing
2: example in, that you gave? In many cases, they are incentivized in these contracts in exactly that way. There's and another, they're basically saying,
1: look what we saved you, right?
2: Yeah, they say, look what we saved you. Well, if you think about what I've done, on our website, I've said, well, here's the surgery – and here's how much it is. Well, that robs the insurance carrier of their opportunity to abscond with repricing fees because there's no claims adjudication whatsoever. And that, So, if you that got is, a case
1: where you got yeah. a case in that hundred thousand dollar example where they paid twenty thousand, but the actual surgery costs four thousand, they don't really like doing that because no. there is no. You, they can't get this uncompensated care. And, and all this stuff, all the extra income or extra profits that they might get. And, yeah, folks, we're not against profits. We are very much for profits as as, for, as Dr. Smith and I are in, in our personal lives. But when you're coming, some of the profits, the way that they're doing it is on the back of everyone, and they're not providing anything any better for us. It's just profits for the sake of profits.
2: Am I no one- wrong there? There's another form the repricing takes that is much more devious and much more difficult to detect. And that's where, that's where an insurance carrier will be the administrator for a big self-funded company.
1: Okay. My dad worked for one of those Duke Energy.
2: And they will tell Duke Energy that this surgery was $4,000. And so they'll actually take $4,000 out of the account at Duke Energy, but okay. then actually pay the people who provided the care some amount less than 4000 and keep the difference. And, oh my. When, and when Duke Energy says, well, let's see our claims data and see how we're doing, that's when the insurance carrier will tell them, no, that's proprietary. Per okay, our contract, so we, we can't show that to you. So uh, that's so- the other form... That repricing takes. So the, all of, all of these things together, when you realize it, it, it leaves the carriers and the hospitals working hand in hand to maintain both of these scams. They have their interests, both of their interests at heart. And the most damaging, most awful thing they could possibly encounter is a dose of honest pricing. And that, that's the, what we've the, uh, done.
1: I call it the Unholy Alliance, which we have plenty of those. We're coming up on a break right now and we're going to come back with one segment left in the show. I can't believe this thing needs to be two or three hours long. But, uh, um, Dr. Smith, if, if ever you want to come back, I would, I would appreciate it if you did because this subject really needs to be talked more about. Folks, we'll be back in a minute.
0: tuned to the mickey ellison show to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or you can drop mickey an email to mickey at money-planning.com now back to the show
1: Alrighty, we are back at the mickey ellison show lost connection i have about two or three minutes left and dr smith i want you to hit what you've Think the listeners need to hear the most in the next couple of minutes, and, and then we'll close out the show.
2: Um, I think people need to understand that um, healthcare really, really doesn't cost that much. Uh, what what people are charging for it is, is typically way way too high. And uh, the the physicians, uh, when their bills are high and real high, it's typically because they're they're employed by the hospitals, and the hospitals are dictating those fees. Doctors are, are not the problem really with this cost thing. The vast majority of the money that is going into healthcare is not going to the people who are actually taking care of the patients. It's going, it's going through these scams to, to corporate healthcare. And, and that's what we've done with our, by putting our pricing online is to, to expose that so people could look at that number and see that that, you know, this is really what it costs to provide this care and anything more than that um, like 10 times more than that like hospital charge that that revenue that they extract from people oftentimes bankrupting them is what they use to build annexes onto their hospitals to uh, buy physician practices and hostile takeovers and to buy out their competitors and this it's, would be what i
1: called this would be very, what i call going to the last break the unholy alliance between Corporate healthcare, the insurance company, the larger, really large insurance companies, and in government—would that be it?
2: That—that that is it, and it's—it's it's a corporatist uh, syndicate. It's not free market. What's going on in the United States in healthcare is—is is not a failure of the free market. It's an absence of the free market. And yeah, the, last that's, thing, that's, the last thing—the last thing we need is more government.
1: Yeah, I think that's what we see in a lot of aspects of uh, of our lives, and, and when we look at the banks and, and just simple things of. Of going, does it make any sense that I can put a, a dollar in the bank and they can loan ten that from my one dollar, nine of it come that didn't even exist for. It's just common sense asking why. And, uh, I think we have an idea today, some of the reasons for the cost. But Dr. Smith, I really, really appreciate you being on the show this week. We're coming to the end. I wish we could have talked for a whole heck of a lot longer. And um, I will invite you back anytime you want to be on the show, and I would even love to talk about what you have on your blog.
2: Well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: You bet. Folks, we're at the end of the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll see you next week when we have Mike Slater as our guest who introduced me
0: to Dr. Smith. Thanks so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too.